0: I have two sermons in my head at the moment. One would be obviously on Pentecost and that beautiful giving of the Holy Spirit. And the other one could be a little bit controversial. Guess which one I'm going to give? <laughs> Back in 1956, Bishop Rossi from Brazil visited a small village in his diocese. And when he visited that diocese, an old woman came up to him and said to him very angrily, and she said to him, you know, on Christmas Eve, there are three Pentecostal churches in our surrounding area. Their lights were on and they were packed with people. The Catholic Church was in darkness and was closed because, as you all know, Brazil is huge, and there's lots of Catholics there and lots of villages and towns and cities, and they had enough priests to go around. So the bishop then decided to do something about it, and it started to train lay people to gather the people together to sustain their Catholic identity and to lead them in prayer. This morphed into a movement which was quite remarkable. I would even say, and the reason why I'm preaching about it is, it is a present day Pentecost. I could talk about the Pentecost at the time of the apostles, but this is a present day Pentecost, dating from that old woman being the instigator of it. Because from her instigation of this, Tens of thousands of these small communities of faith blossomed all over Latin America. They've blossomed over Africa, they've blossomed in Asia, and they continue to grow. However, their development and their growth was met with tremendous resistance, and still is in many places today. The resistance came from two, two, primarily, two things. First of all, their whole purpose was when they would gather in prayer, what they would be praying about was what was going on in their lives. And back in the 50s, in Latin America, there was a considerable amount of dictatorship, military dictatorship, and oppression. So inevitably, their prayers were about the, the, the existence, their life under great oppression and in great poverty. And they, those in authority at that time found them incredibly subversive by the very fact that they existed, and sometimes by documenting the injustices that were happening to them. And people in dictatorship hate that. And we were advised when I worked in Nigeria when you were in a conflictual situation with somebody, you would always write it down. And the minute you start writing it down, it would infuriate them. And this is what these small groups did they worked together and they started to speak truth to power. And sadly, hundreds. Of the lay catechists who led these groups, and priests and sisters were tortured and were killed because of it. Very much like what happened at Pentecost and to the early church. But the second side of the opposition came from the church itself, especially the Curia in the Vatican. The bottom line that you should all know is that the Korea in the Vatican do not trust God's people. Oh God, don't do that, i will get me in real trouble. <laughs> That's a child, okay? <laughs> and I know her well. <laughs> Caroline, is it? Caroline? Yeah. Maybe I should finish there. <laughs> <laughs> but they have constantly tried to undermine them. They've constantly tried to to oppress them. They've constantly tried to push them aside. And this is a the only bishops conference, of Lat- the conference of bishops of Latin America, CELAM. They're the only bishops conference That took Vatican II seriously and decided to see how can we apply it in our diocese and on our continent. No other bishops conference did the same, so they took this very seriously. And the great insight that they got was these small groups were not just um, another movement like you would have a mother's club, a Bible study, or something else. These small groups were a sacrament. And a sacrament is a manifestation of the presence of the risen Lord in people's lives. These are the the purest way in which you will come to know Christ and his presence in the world. And that that is what... That this is what they they were opposed to. And countless bishops have endorsed them, sorry, countless popes, from uh, Paul VI, Saint, uh, John Paul II, um, John Paul I, John Paul II, um, Pope Benedict, and even Pope Francis. And even Pope Francis rescued them at the very end. By protecting them from being dismantled completely. And why I you, tell you this is that just look at the second reading, how radical that was in its day, that they would be rich and poor, slave and free, sitting down together in prayer, a community of faith gathered around the Word of God, and celebrating the Eucharist and how they were oppressed as well, how they were a threat to Judaism at its time, but also they were a threat to the Roman Empire. So why I'm telling you this story is that that the Holy Spirit is still alive and active and is still present in the world. And Pentecost is not an event that happened a long time ago. Pentecost is an everyday occurrence how the Spirit is constantly at work in the church, making it more and more the way Christ wants it to be, and using the church to make sure, to ensure that the world is how God wants it to be as well. Sadly, we are living In a present-day church whose structure is based on medieval monarchy. In Europe we call a bishop my Lord. And how far is that from what Christ meant and what Christ lived? And there are many other things as well, I don't want to go into them now, but there are so many other things in which we need to transform everything to become more like Christ. And the community of faith that he wanted us to to experience. The presence of the risen Lord is a presence of peace in the midst of fear. It is a peace that is given twice. First of all for the community of faith so that they will live in the presence of the risen Lord, in the presence of love, in the presence of forgiveness, in the presence of kindness, but also that priest priest is given a second time so that they will become agents of that love, of that forgiveness, and of that kindness to other people as well. So, the essence of what I'm trying to say is that Pentecost is not done. Pentecost continues, and it continues in our world today. And it continues in those who gather in the name of Jesus Christ, who are striving to bring love and forgiveness and kindness into the world in which we live in.